0: Hey, good evening and welcome to the High Vibe Tribe with me, Soul Queen Bee, the queen of being me, connecting you to pure positivity. This show aims to disrupt your idea of normality, delight you with glimpses of your potentiality and raise you up to your unique destiny. So if you're ready, strap yourselves in and get ready for a deep dive into the inner workings of your mind with a view to experiencing those shifts that happen when your heart and mind merge and aspire to consciousness that is higher, where anything and everything is truly possible. Good evening and welcome. Tonight we are going to be talking about the subject of language. Wellbeing Radio is the home for Conversations for Positive Change, as we all know. So I thought I'd look into that a little bit more because it actually fascinated me. Conversations for Positive Change. And that's what conversation and language can do for you, positive change. yin and yang, it can also put you in a place of feeling lack and feeling uh, depressed or less than. And as this is the high vibe tribe, we're not going to go down that road. We're going to go down the same road of Positive language, conversations for positive change. Why do we even need language? That was the question myself and my son were having a conversation not too long ago about language and how it supports our growth. And then I started to become fascinated about where did language evolve from? And of course, there are many, many different theories of how language came about, depending on your spiritual leaning, or your uh, religious leaning, or just in fact, your scientific leaning, you're all gonna come up with a different solution as to where language came from. Uh, I, I kind of tend to go with the, um, there were African languages and they uh, they use the click click. You know, Swahili still has that now, doesn't it? Uh, and it's interesting to note that in my research, uh, these African languages of which there are four, Koshini language it's called, and they have 100 phonemes. And then the further away that we move away from the, the African lands over to Oceana. Did you know that's a language? It's the language of the um, South Pacific, Oceana. I like that. But it's only got 100 phonemes. And then we get to England. We have 25 phonemes. So language becomes more diluted. Does it have more meaning? Well, I think we're going to discuss that, aren't we? So my understanding about language is that we as a, and I'm just, no, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say me, because I don't know how you think, but I know that um, I definitely react to language. Language can make my day or break my day, and and that's something that I really do master. I master my mind, I master my self-talk, but I'm also very aware of filtering the language or the conversations that I hear outside, externally, because I know that if I don't master what's being filtered in, then I can go down a rabbit hole of negative thought, which leads to negative behavior. So I'm very good at intercepting those words that come in. And if I feel that they're not helpful to me, I probably reframe them. Or sometimes I even say back to the person, oh, you mean and then I'll reframe it as something positive. Um, And you'd think people would get annoyed with that, but they actually don't, they love it. They go, oh yeah, I didn't think about it like that. So I like to reframe language to to make it positive for me, to make it uplifting. And I wonder, ask yourself the question, to what extent do you let language, conversation control your day? If you hear, you know, we can tell people, oh my gosh, you look amazing, you look gorgeous, you look wonderful, oh, you're so clever. Is that what's going to be set for you that's going to give you that sense of purpose and meaning and joy to the day versus someone saying, oh, you look really rough. Do you feel okay? Do you take that in and think, oh, my gosh, they think I look rough. Therefore, I must be rough. Therefore, I must be ill. How do you filter language? It's really important. It's what we ingest becomes us. And if you are a reactionary person, you're waiting for language to come in, then you react on that. Then how's that serving you? You know, so for me, I'm very much a master of my my the language that I hear coming in because I know how powerful language can be. But let's take that to another extent. How else could we communicate that would better serve us if we didn't use language? This was a conversation that I was having with my son. I offered up the language of energy. Now, what do I mean by the language of energy? Well, I personally think that the language of energy is even more powerful than the language of words. Why? Because you cannot argue with the way that you feel. You can argue with language, but you cannot argue with the way you feel. If somebody says something to you and they send your enthusiasm and happiness plummeting, then you know you feel bad. So Keep that in mind when you're thinking about how much control do you give to language? And let's start exploring how you could connect with energy so that you can master your mind and master your day better. That sound interesting? I think so. So let's get on with it. But first of all, we're going to hear this amazing, uplifting song. And maybe the words in this song will change the way that you feel about the rest of your evening. Welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about the the necessity of language or the perceived necessity of language. It's the way that we communicate. We use it to express our emotions or um, how we react to certain things. Like, you know, originally they thought that's how language was formulated. It was formulated in grunts. So if there was fear, oh, and if there was pleasure, oh, and if there was joy, ah, and if there was, uh, motivation, your are evil. And that's really what they considered the origins of language, some people. Uh, but for me, I think it's fascinating because I personally believe that vibration is the language of, that um, the, the sub language of what we all connect to and with. And language is a, a higher evolution, again, of vibration. Because if you put your hand, or your fingers to your throat, what, what, like I'm doing right now, and you're speaking, you can hear the vibration of your voice box. So again, it's another vibration. It's, it's, an ev- it's a higher evolution of um, sound. So if that were the case, that language is a higher evolution of vibration, then why did we feel the need to move from vibration to language? That's another whole thing that we could explore. But for now, I wanna take you back to um, vibration, and how if we uh, hadn't evolved language, how much more in tune we would be with each other as a collective, because you know, I'm, not, I'm making an assumption, I know that when I walk into a room and I, uh, there's been an argument that's been happening beforehand, and there are people that still haven't resolved an issue I suppose you'd really notice this at a party. If you walk into a room and there is a little bit of tension, tension is another form of vibration. You walk in, you go, oh, this doesn't feel very comfortable. Something's gone on here. And you might not want to stay in that room. Uh, for, or, or you might want to stay and sort it out, whatever your leaning is. But... um You know, that is another way of us realizing that uh, the energy in the air is not connecting. A really good example of this. When I was younger, we used to, yes, when I was younger, we used to go out and dance. And when I, because I lived in London, there were rooms or there were clubs like Turnmills, the Ministry of Sound, where there would be different rooms playing different music, playing different vibrations. And we all know that sound can heal as well, right? So we'd—I would go into a room, and if they were playing trance, I would leave that room immediately because I didn't like the vibration. It didn't connect with my soul. And whereas I'd go and I'd listen to um, deep house or you know something really with a, a, a pulsation that I enjoyed. I would stay in that room. I would connect my whole body would connect to those sounds and I would dance, and my body would react in time to those beautiful notes that were put together. That vibration that just stimulated me to be totally immersed and evolved with that moment as one with that music. Oh my gosh, that's that to me is absolute bliss. That's that's just being totally in the moment, okay? And that's all about vibration. So, and at that point. If you're dancing and you're in your, your own special zone and you're looking across at someone and there it is, you are connecting on a level and you don't need language. You know right there and then, oh my gosh, that person's really feeling this music. So am I. And we are connected at this moment in time, which I think is super powerful. For me, sometimes language is a barrier or a, divi- a divisive tool to separate people. And I think that uh, language more and more is is responsible for so many things. Of course it's empowering. You can hear a motivational speech and you can be moved to action, but in the same way you can be moved to desperation by watching and listening to something that tells you, you are not worthy, you are not good enough, you don't have this, you don't have that. And that I think is for me, the worst part about language. I believe that language is programmed conditioning that doesn't always serve us in the right way. Because from the moment you are born, you are hearing language from your culture. And depending on what your culture is, that tells you, you have to do this to be with us. In order for you to be a part of this group, this society, this family, you have to conform and. Through my language, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And if you don't do, well, when you're young, you don't even get the opportunity to, to decide whether you want to listen to that language or not. You're you're le- living in immersion, in osmosis. And I, as a clinical hypnotherapist, I spend my time unpicking that um, challenging and negative f- language conditioning from your past. That's what I do. So I wonder... If we were to start relying more on the vibration of what we feel and less on the language of what we hear, would we indeed leave lead a easier and more harmonious life? What do you think about that? yeah, so let's let's explore some of those um ways that we can change ourselves you know, language is the most obvious one. Someone teaches you, teachers teach, they use language. Um, Gurus um, offer languages as, as a means of following. So everybody communicates to other people how they want them to be through language. But let's explore another way. Thinking about the evolution of language, why it came about, why we need it, what alternatives are there? I started to really want to research what other alternatives are there for us to be able to communicate with each other so that we don't have to rely on language, just language as a means of communicating because if you're not a public speaker or if you haven't been trained to use the right language, we can be very tactless sometimes. I know that I can be tactless if I don't think about things or, you know, really, especially as a life coach and a clinical hypnotherapist, I have to be really mindful that everything that comes out of my mouth is is totally unambiguous and uh, un- un- uh, non-judgmental. So I really think about that all the time. But how can we, just as your average layman, um, be able to empower ourselves so that we can filter out the language that is empowering for us. And I thought about this, then there are three ways. And this is um, through my research, I was looking up and reading about Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza. They are all in the same camp of understanding that energy vibration is our biggest and most powerful form of communication. So that once you know that, um, you know that using your energy to change the way that you think rather than listening to language, it, it can be much more powerful and longer lasting for you. And there are lots of modalities and ways that you can do that. I'm going to name just three that could be really powerful and helpful for you. The first one is be, about being conscious, about being conscious in the moment, of just being present in the moment. And we, were, me and my son were talking about this when we were walking through the woods. How I love the woods, we love the woods we love the nature because there's no paths there's no dictation about how we should do things. we're just free to be ourselves and just walk through and just feel the energy of the woods. And me and my son have quite opposing opinions about quite a few things actually because he's of a younger generation to me. but when we're in the woods we're so connected because we love nature and uh, late yeah, I, do you know what I love about nature. nature to me is the greatest teacher of all and yet she's never said. A word to me. Isn't that funny? She's never had to speak to me but yet I look around and I've done quite a few lives of the woods Lately, where I just noticing about how all the trees are there, they're all separate. They all give each other to grow. There's no one tree prettier than the next tree. They're all totally unconditionally accepting of me being a different tree, a moving tree in their wood. I love the woods, and and, and I realized as I was like going through, I was getting snagged, and I was thinking, oh god, you know, the, the 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 woods are just like life. You get snagged up sometimes. Sometimes you, you go down holes. Um, I have to keep to the pathway, near the pathway when I'm walking in the woods so that I know where I'm going to end up. I just love nature. Anyway, I digress. Um, Being conscious is one of the ways that you can just rely on yourself and your reactions to every day um, rather than having to um, do something different by being told how to do it differently. And then there's clinical hypnotherapy. And even though clinical hypnotherapy, which is what I am, is about language, We are very precise and specific about the language that we use once you are in a hypnotic trance. We only, if you didn't already know this, we only feed back to you in your trance state of being able to talk to your subconscious mind, your habitual mind, where all the habits are formed. We only talk back to you in the language that you have given us. Any hypnotherapist that is worth their money only does that. That's why you have a consultation. We talk you we talk to you, we ask you about what makes you feel amazing, and we ask you what has to happen before you, um, you where, where you revert back to that particular behavior that you don't want, we get all of that information, we log it in, and then when you're in hypnotherapy, we feed it all back to you, but with a positive reframe, that's what hypnotherapy is, so that's a powerful way of changing your mindset about something that doesn't serve you, and then the third thing is about the um, the modality of energy, this is a new emerging um, Uh, Theory of how we can change our whole lives, our physiology, our our, um, physicality, our thinking, our dreams, our everything by the energy of uh, vibration, energy psychology. And that includes things like holographic programming. I love that. EMDR. EFT, emotional freedom techniques. Again, you're using the vibration of emotion. Psych K, which is all about energy. And I've been teaching my clients today about using this sway method. Look up the sway method. It's a brilliant way to connect with your body to ask the questions that you think you don't know the answers to. But that are all within. I love Psych K. I use it with my clients as well. So there are three ways which you can teach yourself Provide yourself, rather than using language, because language can be misconstrued, let's face it, um, especially text language, where we're all heading towards the uh, the, the digital world, where everything is, loses its tone and its intonation, and we start relying on the words. no. Let's keep to relying on how we feel. That's the true language of communication, the way that we feel. Do you make me feel good? Do I make you feel good? I hope I do. And I'd like you to keep that in your forefront of your mind when you are thinking about how best can I communicate for my highest good um, to get the best results. That it's not all about language. It's also about the way that you, the vibration that you admit without saying a word that tells people exactly how you feel. I hope that's been helpful for you. It certainly changed my life using clinical hypnotherapy and energy. That's the first thing that people say to me when they meet me: "Oh my God, I love your energy," which used to be crazy, by the way. But that's good because I'm learning to harness and channel my best, my best asset, which is uh, vibration and energy and feeling and emotion. Anyway, that's it for me. I've been it's been lovely talking to you. I, I love nights like this when we can really connect on a on another level. I hope you felt my vibration this evening because I'm definitely feeling yours. Have a great week. See you soon. Bye. Wow. I love the way these conversations can become so emotive and they really do charge me up. And I hope I've given you um, food for thought yourselves this evening. You know, it's that time again. I want to thank you for choosing to spend this time with me here on WellbeingRadio.co.uk. I've been Anne-Marie Wickham and you have been amazing. Find me on any social media channel. I welcome your emails and your feedback. So give yourself the gift of peace whenever you want to by downloading our Wellbeing app so that we are there whenever you need us. We can become your pocket of joy until next week. See you then.